0: All right, and we're on to part two of the Green Eggs and Sam NBA Draft Podcast slash The Cane Violation crossover episode, back here again with Dan Greeny, Keegan Murray, Sacramento Kings. I I remember when watching the broadcast, people were a little shocked he went this high. Are the Kings reaching here, grabbing him? I would say that you could definitely see it
1: as a reach. Um, His talent is definitely worthy of a lottery pick. Nobody saw this coming with him before the season started this past season. He was kind of a bench guy the previous year at Iowa. He was kind of taking minutes away from Luka Garza whenever Luka Garza needed a rest at Iowa. And all of a sudden, he butted into a star at Iowa. He's actually got a twin brother that's at Iowa as well, a lefty who's going to be a lottery pick next year. Oh, yeah? Okay. And they both kind of blossomed after Luca Garza left and left them the majority of the work on the offensive end. Joe Wieskamp was on that team. He's part of the San Antonio Spurs now, too. So they had a lot of holes to fill at Iowa this past season, and Keegan Murray really stepped up and filled the role as the leading scorer, first-team All-American. But, yeah, really out of nowhere, people thought maybe top-ten pick after this past season, but, yeah, four definitely seemed a little bit high for him.
0: Yeah, it seemed like people thought they were going to pick Jaden Ivey, who has a lot of upside. He was picked right after this, but... I mean, it's the Sacramento Kings. It's probably good they didn't draft another guard. Another point guard. Yeah, they've kind of had that problem for the past few years. And then, of course, they made the infamous um, Tyrese Halliburton trade. Tyrese Halliburton, who we saw like a month before he got traded to the Pacers. Greeny and I went to a a Knicks-Kings game, got to see... uh, some extended minutes from, uh, I guess it was uh, Davion Mitchell. We saw Tyrese Halliburton. We saw Cam Reddish very briefly. Damian Jones. Oh, Damian Jones. That's right. Who's actually like kind of an NBA player? Like I remember, he was getting a lot of flack early on in his career with the Warriors, and people thought he wouldn't stick in the league. But it looks like he's earned a spot. So, this guy's strictly a power forward? Like, not going to be a small forward at all? I would
1: say I would lean towards more small forward than power forward, really? honestly. Okay. So, I believe he's 6'9", 6'10". Slight right. of build. Very similar to Jabari Smith. I feel like at this point in his career, Jabari Smith has a little bit more physicality in his game than Keegan Murray. He okay. can score inside. Keegan Murray is going to be a 40% three-point shooter in the NBA, no doubt about it. Okay. So that's why you can stretch him out and play him at the three. Jabari Smith could be a 40% three-point shooter someday in the NBA. Keegan Murray is going to be that guy spotting up on the wing in the corner for the Sacramento Kings, probably from day one. Got to bulk up a little bit, as many of these guys do. Yep, But he can get buckets and bunches. And it's not going to be in the post in the NBA right away. Maybe eventually. But, yeah, he's going to be a 3-4 combo forward swing guy. It depends who he can defend. But he's got the foot speed to defend some threes. He's going to get pushed around if he tries to defend fours. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the Kings roster right now. I actually don't think he's going to start right off the bat. It's... Probably the it's gonna be Harrison Barnes. I'd say is probably gonna start at the four because he's still on the team. I mean, he's way too old to still be on the squad. They sh- they should trade him. I, he's been in trade rumors for like the past two years. So maybe they'll finally pull the trigger this year. So they have him. They have Kevin Herder as well. They just acquired him. They of course have. De'Aaron Fox and uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Those are their two big stars, I'd say. And then they just signed Malik Monk in free agency. They gave him a a chunk of change. I think they're going to have him start right off the bat. So I think you're looking at Fox at the one, Monk at the two. I guess you put Herder at the three, Barnes at the four, and then Sabonis at the five. That would be my guess. But they also seem to have a lot of roster spots open. But you would imagine at this point they have their starting lineup picked out. So, going to be interesting. Do you think he'll mesh well with uh, De'Aaron Fox? So the first
1: thing that comes to mind when you mention this starting lineup, especially kind of a smaller starting lineup with Herter at the three and Barnes at the four, I feel like he's the ideal backup to either of those guys. He's gonna be the sixth man, he's gonna be the scoring punch off the bench. He he could fill either of those roles. If any of those guys got in foul trouble,
0: he could step right in. Uh, hold on, I just realized I'm forgetting Davion Mitchell as well, I feel like they...
1: How many point guards do you need over whoa,
0: there? Whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm pretty sure Mitchell started a lot of games last year. I mean, they weren't trying to win by the end of the season, but I want to say, uh started 19 out of 75 games. All right, so he might, he might. Come so up. it's probably either him or Monk. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably be competing. I think maybe they'll give Monk the nod off the bat. Keegan Murray's going to get
1: any minutes that Herder slash Barnes does not get, I would say, mm-hmm. and they'll get quality bench minutes for Murray. At okay. That's that three, four swing spot.
0: But did Monk and Fox play together in Kentucky or were 100%. they? A oh, they were. Okay. So this Fox, is exciting.
1: Monk, Bam out of bio was also part of that recruiting class. That was maybe the best team since the national championship team of 2012 at the University of Kentucky. So pumped to see that play out. It's tough for me to stay up and watch those 10 o'clock West Coast games. Yeah. Uh. But I'll catch some of them.
0: And you get uh, Trey Lyles. Your boy Trey Lyles is on the that's team right. as well. Um, yeah. so They probably won't be on TV too much. National TV, that is. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. But, you know, hopefully NBA TV will play plenty of highlights that you'll see throughout the day. If I ever catch any, I'll send them over to you. Thank you. So, yeah, this is a win for the Kings for not drafting another point guard. So, good on them. So proud of them. Let's go to the number fifth pick. It's Jaden Ivey going to the Detroit Pistons. Sophomore Purdue. Purdue, where my dad briefly went. This is interesting. You got Cade Cunningham, who's a point guard. It looks like Jaden Ivey's, you know, kind of a point guard, maybe a shooting guard. Do you think they'll mesh together? I mean, Cade Cunningham, that's that's the franchise, really, number one pick last year. How do you think they'll uh, they'll do on the court together? hundred percent, they will mesh. You've got two big guards
1: that can play the one or the two offensively. Cade Cunningham's about 6'7", I would say, 6'6", 6'7". Jaden Ivey's 6'5"-ish. They can both defend ones, twos, or threes. Ivey's definitely the better wing defender, I would say. Cunningham can improve a little bit in that area, but he's got the athleticism to do so. And I think they're going to be a perfect complement to each other on the wing.
0: Yeah, so... It's probably good they drafted another guard. They drafted uh, a couple of really good big men. I think it was two years ago now. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart, and of course uh, Sadiq Bay, who's more of a three-four type of guy. So they're they're a very good young team. I think they're i think they're gonna be a lot better than last year i'll say that they also just gave marvin bagley a big contract so that's kind of interesting okay i don't i don't know who they were competing against to give him that kind of deal but maybe they hope it'll help his confidence maybe who knows so you're probably looking at a starting lineup of Kay Cunningham They'll be Jaden Ivey I don't know who they're gonna put At the three Hami It it could very well be It might be Hami yeah. yeah It's probably gonna be Diallo He played really well At the end of last season I had him on my fantasy team I've mentioned this on the podcast Before I had a um nba fantasy team that was all folks from the 2018 draft so diallo was on there he's pretty decent Slam dunk champion yeah that's right yeah and that that's i wouldn't say that's his legacy you maybe it seemed like a couple years ago oh maybe that would be his ceiling just the guy who was a slam dunk champion but no he's he's an actual NBA rotation player. It's pretty good. Uh, maybe you could do Sadiq Bay at the three. He might be a little slow guarding those guys, though. He's very big man, very
1: beefy. They seem to really like Bay, though, too.
0: Yeah, they like Bay. They like um, Isaiah Stewart. And. Um, and, uh, obviously they like Bagley They just paid him <laughs> So it'll be that And then they got some veterans off the bench Corey Joseph Your boy Nurlands Noel just acquired In a trade Nick's salary dumping To get Jalen Brunson So he's there Alex Burks is there So I mean Yeah there'll probably be nights Where those guys will get more minutes during a close game, those veterans, if they need people out on the court. But, uh, I mean, really good to hear that uh, Cade and Ivy are going to be able to mesh well together. I'm looking forward to watching that.
1: Quickly, I'd like to say that we gave a lot of hype to the top three picks of this draft, and, again, Keegan Murray was a little bit of a surprise at four. You mentioned it could have possibly been Ivy had Sacramento not already had a couple point guards. For much of the college basketball season, especially like I would say February and March, there were many folks around the college basketball world saying, if I was a GM of the team that picks number one in the NBA draft, Jaden Ivey is my guy. So, again, as much hype as these top three had, this is a quality draft down to five, six, and beyond jade and ivy could be that good and obviously you take cade cunningham number one you're thinking this is going to be the face of the franchise you've got a one and one a going for hopefully the next five ten years in detroit
0: with these two guys yeah that's uh it's exciting i mean it feels like they've been rebuilding for over a decade i mean they had a couple playoff appearances but you know it's like the Orlando Magic. We were never convinced that these guys were going to go deep into the playoffs. And, you know, it quickly led to another rebuild. So, um, I don't know. I don't think that will be the case this time. I think these uh, these guys are going to continue to improve. Uh, every time the Celtics play the Pistons, they've just been complete pests, I'd, I'd say. And now they got this talented guy so just more of a headache for the celtics of course so we'll move on to number six benedict Mathur Mathurin? benedict just- matherin matherin okay can you tell i watch college basketball uh he's a sophomore from arizona Going to the Pacers. Swingman, it looks like he is. Can play anywhere on the wing, similar to Ivy. One, two, or three. Okay. So the Pacers are just straight up rebuilding now. I mean, it seemed like they were probably heading in that direction at the beginning of last season, but once they traded Sabonis to the Kings, got younger with them. Um, With Tyrese Halliburton. It's like, oh, it's kind of a soft rebuild because Tyrese Halliburton's pretty talented. So, I mean, not bad. Pretty good get for the Pacers, I'd say. They just traded Malcolm Brogdon to us. They have Aaron Neesmith now and Daniel Tice. These Pacers are going to be great. Let me tell you. Who the hell is their... their roster's weird. Well, Chris Duarte, he's definitely going to be a starter. But other than that, I. God, I couldn't tell you. Miles Turner's still on the team. We'll see how long that lasts for. <laughs> he, he's been in trade rumors for the past, I don't know, half decade? Jesus. How many times were they saying we were going to get him signed in trade with Gordon Hayward? Um so he, uh, halliburton obviously starting so you got halliburton duarte and then it's kind of like i don't know uh mathurin is he gonna play point guard at all
1: i would say that halliburton's gonna be the point guard oh right uh, and and duarte slash mathurin on the wings could be a dynamic wing duo And as a matter of fact, they played against each other a bit in the Pac-12, Duarte's senior year, slash Matherin's first year at Arizona a couple years ago. Okay. So that's going to be a dynamic duo, I would think, on the wing. Duarte does not have the athleticism that Matherin has, so that's a good compliment. Duarte can knock down the open three-point shots, and Matherin's going to be more of a slasher early in his career. Halliburton obviously can do both, but... Matherin could also distribute if Halliburton's gonna play off the ball a little bit like we saw him do in Sacramento. So it's a really dynamic wing core. Yeah. Young guys. And hopefully they can develop together over the years.
0: You know who I think they'll start center? Your guy, man. I think they're gonna start... Isaiah. Isaiah Jackson. Let's go. Hell yeah.
1: What about Miles Turner, though? What are they gonna do with him? Are I, they gonna deal him? I don't
0: know. I... I don't think he even played at the end of last year. How many games did he even play? Forty two. Yeah, I I've, I'd imagine they'll they'll trade him at some point. It's I don't know. Center's not a big position in need around the league right now, so we shall see. I, I feel like the Hornets might make sense. I can't recall if they signed any Big man in free agency. So maybe that. Uh more guys on the roster. Buddy Healed is still there. There's uh there was a report today that the Russell Westbrook Buddy Healed trade rumors are dead. Which uh probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah, can you imagine if Somehow Westbrook gets traded to the Pacers.
1: Question for you, hearing that. Forgot about Buddy Heald. you think they start Duarte over Heald?
0: I think they will just for development reasons because Heald's not – I mean, he's, he could be a better player during some nights, but you're not developing Heald anymore. He's nearly my age. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's he's sneaky old. I mean, I know he was like maybe the 2016 draft, which doesn't doesn't seem that long ago. But uh, I mean, time flies. It's been already been six years, so you know he's almost thirty. Heald's almost thirty. You're not. He's not part of the future. So, yeah, I'd say he's gonna come off the bench along with. Uh, Daniel Tice. Uh, actually, O'Shea Brissett had a pretty solid season at, towards the end of last year. Sure, he was playing garbage minutes, but, you know. Looks like he'll be a actual NBA rotation player. They they signed Jalen Smith. He was Stick a, Smith, yeah. He was a lottery pick, wasn't he? Phoenix, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That that's kind of interesting. Phoenix just... Just gave up on him. Uh we'll see if uh they made a mistake or not. He d- d- didn't look terrible in uh in the games he played with the Pacers. Probably not lottery pick worthy though. We'll have it knee smith off the bench. Go go bidda bidadze. I'm sorry, I feel bad. He got an all star vote. <laughs> From one of the players last year, uh, T.J. I said T.J. McConnell. I think maybe I didn't. I don't know. They they have a lot of roster spots open. I think that they're they're kind of the team that's just saying, like, hey, we're here if you want to make any crazy trades and you need a team to absorb salary. I think that's how they're functioning right now. And Buddy Hield is on the block, it sounds it, like. Buddy Hield is most certainly on the block, and it, it does seem like the Lakers are very interested in him and may um, may end up trading, like, Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn and a pick to see if the Pacers bite I, I think the Pacers should take that I mean if you can get a pick for a buddy heel that's pretty good so we will move on to number seven your guy Canadian Shaden Sharp freshman out of Kentucky going to the Portland Trailblazers Blazers. I know he got hurt during Summer League. What was the injury he got? It sounded like he had a shoulder injury,
2: Hmm.
1: and I think initially Portland was worried that it was like a torn labrum, which could be a lengthy recovery time after surgery. But I read the other day that he's going to avoid surgery, which is great news for Portland. And let's hope for the best with this guy because this guy was the number one recruit in the country for this coming season. As far as college basketball went But he's never going to play a minute In college basketball Which is okay Because he's the number 7 pick in the NBA draft I don't blame him one
0: bit Not bad bad. I'm
1: all for these guys being able to go out of high school Again Full disclosure Even though I am a Kentucky one and done fan Guys like this should be able to go right out of high school
0: Totally Totally should And you mentioned that It seems like Damian Lillard really likes him as well and would probably had his fingers on this pick as well. So
1: again, I'm not up with the NBA, obviously, like you are, but some of the whispers that I'd heard, I'd say going back as far as like February or March, was that Damian Lillard and Shadon Sharp worked out together numerous times and developed a friendship. And it's one of those things that you hear sometimes, I don't know if you hear it on the NBA side of things, but as far as college basketball guys considering entering the nba draft or coming back to college if you have like a gentleman's handshake slash a promise from a team at a certain pick you're going to enter the draft and take your chances with that and it sounded like portland kind of had a gentleman's agreement with sharp that if he was there at whatever pick they had they were going to take him and that's what happened so again you can't blame him for leaving early And it sounds like maybe Portland would have picked him even higher had they had a higher pick. So this sounds like a great fit for Portland and for Shadon Sharp. They
0: need another guard, it sounds like. Did they mention that he'll be ready at the beginning of the season? Does it sound like a serious shoulder injury? No, it sounds like he's going to be ready for camp. Oh, great. Yeah, Portland kind of revamped their roster this summer. I mean, it seemed like once they traded McCollum, they were... Going full-on rebuild, and people were waiting for uh, the big domino to drop with Damian Lillard, see if they'd deal him. But no, it looks like they're retooling, actually. They um, they also gave a big contract at Anthony Simons, which, I mean, good player, but I kind of had to do a double-take. I was like, wait, four years, a $100 million? So do the math. That's 25 a year?
1: And this is another guy that was basically right out of the high school ranks. He didn't play in college ball, so maybe that's the blueprint for Shadon Sharp. And with that contract, you would think Sharp might play some three. But, yeah, if you see that and you're Shadon Sharp, you're licking your chops. Like, these guys are willing to pay if I do my job. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had C.J. McCollum at that spot, and they're like, okay, we'll move on. We'll get younger.
0: Give mm-hmm. give
1: 100 million to
0: Simons 22 23 years old right yeah yeah now it it seems like Lillard's just going to be the elder statesman he he just got extended he'll be making 60 million a year at the end of that contract i mean as a as a basketball fan i do appreciate guys who want to stay with the team that drafted them i too many guys request trades. It gets old after a while. I mean, it's it's nice that the uh, some of these guys want to stick with their fan bases. And, you know, we've seen that with Lillard and uh, another guy out of the 2012 draft and uh, Bradley Beal sticking with the Wizards as well. Kind of crazy. I mean, trade rumors, we've heard about them. But it looks like they will be with their teams that drafted them long-term. Portland has an interesting uh, roster now. They acquired Jeremy Grant from the Pistons right before the draft. They also got Josh Hart at the trade deadline last season. Good player. I like him. Looks like one of the only um, guys that's sticking around from the the previous I don't know what you want to call them. The, the previous Portland teams that were competitive in the playoffs is uh, Yusuf Nurkic. They just gave him a contract extension. So he will most likely be the starting center. He will probably start with Jeremy Grant, Lillard, of course. I'd imagine they're going to put Anthony Simons out there. And yeah, maybe Sharp can start some games as well. Maybe it'll be Josh Hart, but they got uh they got some interesting young guys as well. They got Keon Johnson off the bench, who they got in the Norman Powell deal, Norman Powell Robert Covington deal from the Clippers, and uh, they also signed Gary Payton II, my arch enemy. I'm just kidding. He- He was great. He was a difference maker in the finals. Good for him. Good for him. But yeah, that guy, he was applying for uh, video coordinator positions before (laughs) last season started. Thinking, uh, I'm probably not going to have a long career in the NBA, even though he's been around for a little while. But he's probably like, my days are numbered. Nope, you're an NBA champion. You are an (laughs) X-Factor of an NBA championship team. Here's a new contract. You are probably set for life, even though he probably comes from a pretty wealthy family. I mean, his dad made a lot of money. We love his dad, the glove. And then they they had this guy, Trendon Watford, I think. I think he was a two-way guy. And, I mean, when Lillard was hurt, they kind of just gave him a lot of minutes. And he just started balling out of nowhere. I think it was Watford. Yeah, so. A lot of talent, a lot of young guys. Should be an interesting team to watch. I'm curious to see how they all gel. But uh, I hope your buddy Sharp can get minutes right off the bat that would be really cool if he starts along with um a bunch of these veterans so we'll move on to the next pick it is dyson daniels at number eight he is going to the pelicans he's from australia he was with the g-league ignite (laughs) uh g-league games aren't on tv a ton and you know we we didn't we didn't quite do our Dyson Daniels research on YouTube. Did you happen to see him play at all during the summer league? By any chance?
1: I saw him very briefly in the summer league. Uh, what I heard from the pre-draft analysis, the scouts, was that he's a very versatile guard, can play anywhere on the wing, and it sounds like he has his he hangs his hat on his defense and his rebounding which is great for a young guy. That's a good place to start. I don't think he scored a ton in the G League, but I think he put up good rebound and assist numbers if I'm not mistaken.
0: I don't have much other than that for you on the G League guy though. Well, yeah, so this guy he's probably not going to start right off the bat. They they have uh they have a lot of veterans on this Pelicans team actually. They got Jonas Valančiūnas, C.J. McCollum, of course. Zion is coming back. How about that? They What, beginning of last year, they're talking about how Zion's going to be the first number one pick to uh, grab his qualifying offer to become a free agent? Nope. Uh, I, I mean, I think we kind of looked at the Pelicans as, what the hell are you doing when they've, acquired CJ McCollum because it's like, okay, yeah, you guys are a little better now, but you're not going to, you know, win the finals or anything. Like, like what are you, what are you doing here? But what they, what they were trying to do is, you know, establish a winning culture because there were so many, so many seasons uh, in the past few years where, it was just depressing. Uh, Anthony Davis talking about wanting a trade. He was still on the roster. And it and that was a bummer because uh, a couple years prior to that, they were really talented. As you remember, there was the DeMarcus Cousins, Rondo, Drew Holiday teams. That was a really fun Pelicans team to watch. Jordan Crawford was there too. I mean, if, if they won the finals, I, I would have loved it. So, it's kind of sad because New Orleans is a very small franchise. Not a not a ton. Not a huge fan base. Not as big as the NBA has hoped. So, hearing that Zion Williamson was talking about leaving. Number one pick wanting to leave again while still on his rookie deal. Not a great look. So... Yeah, the McCollum trade ended up being really smart because they they kind of got the right pieces together. Larry Nance was actually in that trade as well. He proved to be really good. Uh, I mean, they they got Brandon Ingram there as well. Totally forgot Brandon Ingram. He's there. Jackson Hayes, although he's had some stuff going on off the court, uh, it looks like he's become a, a pretty solid player, maybe not quite. Uh, lottery pick type of talent you'd hope for, but still pretty good. Uh, and y- you know who's really nice? It's Herbert Jones. That guy can play some freaking defense, man. How about that? This guy, Dyson Daniels,
1: sounds like he's in the mold of Herb Jones, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, how about
0: the, the defense off the bench
1: these guys are going to have? It sounds like that's who he's going to be in competition for minutes with. This is like a move to replace some of the Josh Hart minutes,
0: mm-hmm. defensive
1: rebounding guard.
0: And the, they have the GOAT, Jose Alvarado. Have you heard of him? Oh, 100%. Dude, that guy. Georgia Tech. That guy.
1: plays some defense, man.
0: How about that? Hiding behind uh, the point guards, bringing the ball up, stealing it? He is something else, isn't he? Yeah, I hear um, a lot of kids have tried to replicate that. And um, like the leagues that they're in, and a lot of them are just making asses of themselves. So it he, really is an art form. Alvarado
1: uh, got a contract
0: too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he got a little bit of money. Not, I don't even think he was drafted. So good for him. Good for him. Who else is on there? Garrett Temple's there. I think that he was in a trade for uh, contract matching purposes. Kyra Lewis Jr. Still there off the bench. Not bad. Najee Marshall, another guy. Devontae Graham, they gave a semi big contract to. Like it's kind of weird. It's like not a mid-level contract, but it's still a little hefty. He got in some trouble recently, actually. I wanna say it was a drunk driving thing. So he might be suspended for a little while. Let's see, Devontae Graham, D. W. I. Not good, not good. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we gave you a lot in the Pelicans here. I'm Sorry, we don't know a ton about Dyson Daniels. Uh, this guy should be uh great off the bench, along with uh with Herbert and Jose. Ooh. Would not want to face those guys. Hell no. All right, and we'll move on to our number nine pick. It is Jeremy Sohan, freshman out of Baylor. He is going to the San Antonio Spurs, who uh, made kind of an unexpected trade this off-season to DeJounte Murray, who we, we would kind of think is the face of the franchise, just got traded, going to the Hawks. But I guess what was going on was uh, Murray said he wasn't going to sign an extension. He was going to want to be a free agent because he signed a pretty, a pretty team friendly extension deal. Like he's probably worth a, a lot more than fifteen million a year. Could probably pay him like at least ten more million dollars than that. I'd say so. Uh, I think the Spurs realize, oh, no, we got to get rid of this guy now while he still has value. But thankfully, Murray kept it a secret that he wanted out of San Antonio. Otherwise, if, you know, other GMs knew that, you know, Spurs had to get rid of Murray, the price would have been driven down. So, pretty nice, pretty nice that uh, Murray kept that quiet. So, Jeremy Sohan, who is he? Who is this guy? I don't know him. So we talked about Keegan
1: Murray being a bit of a reach as a college power forward this past season. He's going to play more of the three in the NBA like we talked about. He's a three, okay. But Jeremy Sohan is really a reach to me at number nine. I saw him projected 20s, maybe late teens at best. So he must have really worked out really well for these San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, the Spurs don't pay attention to what anybody else is saying. They're, they're doing their own analysis and come up with some interesting drafts. We've seen that draft so many guards over the years. Mm-hmm. And like
0: you said, they got into a crunch with Murray, traded him. They just traded Derek White to us as well, another kind of young guy from the 2017 draft. And so. they still have about five guards. So you know they needed a big man. Yeah.
1: This guy is probably going to play mostly power forward in his career. Okay. I don't know if he's an impactful guy right away. He was kind of a sixth man for Baylor, didn't start a lot of games. So for him to get picked in the top ten of this draft, again, he must have worked out really, really well. He could shoot it a little bit. He's kind of a crafty passer. Maybe reminds... Greg Popovich of, like, a young Boris Dio, I would Ooh, say. yeah. More Ooh. athletic, mm-hmm. but he's got some real nice passing sk- skills, some ball skills. Got to work on that jump shot a little bit yet. Got to get more physical. The upside is there. So we'll see where this ends up, but I don't see this guy as a big-time impact player his first year, maybe oh, okay. not his second year. No, okay, but so they'll probably take it slow with him. For the long play, I think he's going to be – Definitely a rotation guy, maybe not an all-star, but we'll see how it goes for Sohan.
0: Yeah, there's some interesting young talent here on this team. You have Devin Vassal. You got your boy Keldon Johnson, Joshua Primo, who they just got. They got Jakob Purtle, who's probably going to still start for now. He's not too young anymore. They also have. I know they have one other guy, Kadebatesdiapa. Eh? Lonnie Walker? No, he went to the Lakers. Actually, yeah, the Lakers signed him. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. Trey Jones. Trey Jones is the other guy they have. He's a pretty decent player as well. They got R- Romeo Langford. Oh Romeo! Oh Romeo! We miss you, or do we? I mean, Derek White kind of won us some playoff games. Also might have lost us some, but, you know, it happens. So, yeah, it sounds like this guy will come right off the bench. Not a ton of, like, forward, well, not a ton of experience forwards on this team, like power forwards, I guess. Zach Collins, but you know, he's he was hurt for like I wanna say like two years and then the Spurs signed him to a sort of hefty deal unexpectedly last season. And uh he did come back and I think he was just kinda okay. And then uh Doug McDermott's there as well, but he's he's not a four. He's probably more of a three or maybe a 2. Highest paid player on this team is Doug McDermott, by the way. Doesn't Ooh. sound like a playoff team, so maybe Sohan can get minutes and develop. Yeah, rebuild time. Pretty interesting. Um I mean, Popovich probably only has a few more years left. That's probably what people were saying a few years ago, but it's kind of cool that he's, you know, willing to develop young talent there might be some coaches doc rivers who uh you know would not want to go through a rebuild and would rather just either go to a new team a new team with playoff potential or retire so yeah Should be a uh, (laughs) bottom three team this year, I'd say. I don't know. The, The Spurs play hard, so we'll see. So we'll move on to number 10, Johnny Davis. He is a sophomore out of Wisconsin. He's going to the Washington Wizards. I was so thrown off because I saw a commercial and... The it was like a commercial of him being drafted. It was before he was actually drafted, and the way the announcer said the name, it sounded like he was saying Johnny Damon, and I I didn't know who Johnny Davis was at the time, so I was like oh it was just like just made up for the commercial, and then I was like why would they use the name Johnny Damon then? That's that's kind of weird. There already is a Johnny Damon. And he's a baseball player. Anyways, that was a dumb story. What's what's the deal with uh, Johnny Davis? He's is strictly a shooting guard? Yeah?
1: I would say he's going to play almost exclusively shooting guard in the NBA initially. Maybe if he bulked up a little bit, he could play some small forward.
0: Perfect. Eventually. That's perfect. They don't have any shooting guards on the roster. <laughs> they don't have any shooting guards who they just paid $150 million? No. They're probably going to have him come off the bench, I'd imagine.
1: Although I do think in certain lineups, Beal and Davis could probably play together. I don't know how Beal is playing defense these days, but Johnny Davis can play a little bit of defense too, so maybe he could pick (laughs) up the slack on the defensive end while Beal does a lot of the scoring. Mm -hmm. But let me give you an interesting, I guess, parody here. In the Big Ten, we were talking about Keegan Murray earlier going number four. Kind of came out of nowhere after Luca Garza left Iowa and picked up all the scoring slack on that team. Has a twin brother who's going to be a high pick next year. Also in the Big Ten, you had Johnny Davis stepping up this season out of nowhere as a sophomore after not playing much as a freshman and being one of the top players in the league. He also has a twin brother that plays at Wisconsin, so both of these two top 10 picks have twin brothers and kind of came out of nowhere in their sophomore seasons to be lottery picks. Wow. And definitely were not on draft radars this time last year. So the rapid improvement that these guys showed really can be a testament to how college basketball can develop these guys, and I love that as a huge college basketball fan. Cause it's great to see the guys that can come right out of out of high school or maybe one and done guys and contribute right away but these are guys that have developed and may not ever be stars in the nba but are going to be solid 10-year players i would say keegan murray is going to be a 10-year guy maybe never an all-star johnny davis may be the same type of player may never be a superstar but he's going to play in the nba for 10 years Get you 15 a game eventually. Maybe not right off the bat, but two, three, four years from now. He's going to be a productive scorer. Going to give a lot of effort on the defensive end. Not a plus athlete, not a big-time jump-out-of-the-gym type of guy. But he's going to knock down shots, and he's going to be a real
0: solid player. Yeah. Well, he's he's gone to the perfect franchise uh, to develop, uh, folks, so. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it'll work out. i probably really excited to play with Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and uh, Anthony Gill. I'd, I'd put some money on them being a play-in team.
1: They sound better than last year to me with Monté Morris and Will
0: Barton, though. Not bad pickups, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty solid on their end. It seemed like Denver kind of sold low on Will Barton. I was kind of surprised they gave him up i i mean we'll see if uh kcp has a good shooting season i think that's the only way it's a a better trade but kcp shoots like 30 percent from three like 30 maybe even like under 30 which i which he's might have done in the past um he's hit or miss he's hit or miss he has some good games where it's like oh man this guy's dynamite I'm pretty sure he won a finals game for the Lakers uh, back in the bubble. But sometimes he's just shaky. So, um, yeah, I don't know if this is the best team for a rookie to go to. I hope I'm wrong for his sake, um, but I just feel bad for the Wizards fan base. You uh, you guys have had a, a tough go for a while now. Hopefully this guy is going to be your savior.
1: I would say probably not a huge contributor behind the likes of, obviously, Beal, but even Barton and Morris are going to get more minutes than him yeah. right off the bat.
0: Yeah, no, it's, maybe there'll be injuries and he'll get an opportunity. It happens, it happens, but I mean, if we're just looking at who's ahead of him, if everyone's healthy, it's going to be hard to see this guy get a ton of minutes right off the bat. So, might be a little slow developing him. Okay, so we'll do our last guy. It's Ousmane Diang. Ousmane Dieng. From the New Zealand Breakers. It was a pick from the New York Knicks that was traded to Oklahoma City. Yeah, what the hell were they thinking? The Knicks trading out of... I think they did this trade to get off Kemba Walker, I want to say. Did you see this guy play with Chet Holmgrom? I watched highlights that were strictly... focusing on Chet Holmgren, so I didn't see much of this guy. I did not notice this guy,
1: and (laughs) if he played, he did not make much of an impact. I'll tell you that because I did watch, like I was saying, that Houston and Oklahoma City, the Jabari Smith-Chet slash Holmgren matchup, and I don't have too much for you on this guy, but I will say that regardless of what happens with him, I feel like the epic moment in this draft as it pertains to the Knicks, will be Stephen A. Smith's reaction to this pick. Did you see that? (laughs) I know you saw that. Yeah. So anybody who has not seen that reaction. I forgot about that, yeah. This is going to be linked to this guy for all of time, whether he's successful or not. We're going to see, because Stephen A. Smith's reaction
0: to this pick was epic. And that Spike Lee was consoling him. (laughs) This was an epic clip. Go look it up. Yeah, I do remember that. That so let's hilarious. hope it's for
1: the better for the Knicks.
0: Yeah. In some
1: way, shape, or form, but Stephen
0: A. Yeah, let's hope for the Knicks' sake this is the next Gershon Buselli or uh, Vincent Poirier. Hopefully not. Who's a really good French player? Tony Parker? Tony Parker. Yeah, he's French. Evan yeah. Fournier? Yeah, Fournier's French, yeah. hopefully. Rudy? Rudy Gobert. Gobert, yeah. Hopefully not the next uh, Rudy Gobert. Although this guy's a small forward, so I don't know. New Zealand Breakers. Josh Giddy is. I can't remember if he's from New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. He is New Zealand. Okay, maybe that was part of the reason. Maybe Giddy was getting giddy and was like, "Hey, pick my buddy." okay enjoy the movie of the week which is from 1989 and stars rosanna arquette the film is black rainbow it's directed by mike hodges michael hodges who also did flash gordon nine years earlier this movie's a bit different than flash gordon The plot is about a touring Christian psychic who, along with her manager father, goes from town to town, via train, to different churches, and uh, Rosanna Arquette uh, can speak to the dead. And uh, these people just eat it up, you know. They go up and say, "'Oh, Rosanna, won't you try for me to answer some questions about my deceased family?' Just like that. Now, anyways, uh, Rosanna is, whose character's name in the film is Martha Travis. She's good. People want to hear what she has to say. Jason Robards plays her father, and he's a mean old son of a bitch. It's probably the best way to sum up his role. So here's what gets the story going: Rosanna Arquette. She's doing a show, a lady comes up and asks a question and Rosanna says, oh yeah, your husband's dead. And the lady's like, what the hell are you talking about? That's not possible. My husband's still alive. But then Rosanna, Martha Travis, is like, no, he's he's gonna get shot. He's gonna get shot. Some Someone put a hit out on him. And yeah, then it's kind of funny because the lady just goes and, like, sits down. <laughs> and then and it's just like they she, she's obviously very saddened by what she hears and confused since her husband's still alive. But y- you think, like, no one would want to, like, continue the show after that. But, you know, someone just goes right up after her and has another question. So, uh, I mean, it turns out, This was actually a premonition. And yes, the lady's husband gets shot. Oh, and by the way, the guy who played the lady's husband was the bad Russian guy in Home Alone 3. I think they were Russian in that movie. The main guy, Ola Krepa, I think his name is. Absolute legend. Home Home Alone 3 is one of... One of those underrated films. I know I know. a lot of people just trash every movie after the second Home Alone, but I think the third one's actually fine. I saw that in theaters, actually, and I was like, all right, I mean, it's different, but still a pretty enjoyable movie. So it turns out this actually was a hit that was put out on the husband. The hitman finds out that... Rosanna's been snitching. Martha's snitching. And she's spilling the beans on hits that he hasn't even done yet. This is a problem. So, you know what? He says she, she, she's she got to go. She's got to go. And it takes the whole damn movie for this guy just to travel to where Rosanna is. Like, I, maybe it was on the other side of the country. I don't know, but... We just have so many unnecessary scenes of this hitman traveling through the airport. He's, like, interacting with uh, the, the airline ticket agent. It's like, okay, let's go. No one cares. Very useless scenes. They add nothing to the movie. The hitman also looks like a weird cross between Jay Moore and John Hamm. And, uh... There's also there there's a scene where we we see his family. The hitman has a family. What what's the point of that never comes into play later on? What, do, what Oh, I guess it's a show that hitmen have families as well. Great. No payoff whatsoever. Completely useless. Uh, Once the news of the premonition gets out, who else but Tom Holtz shows up and uh, tries to get the scoop. So Tom Holtz is a reporter in the movie. He wants to interview Rosanna, Martha, Martha, Rosanna. You know, he wants to get the story. And Rosanna hits on him, but he's like, hey, I'm married with a family. She doesn't back down, so then he has sex with her. The, the, you know, this this family man, just he, he gives in pretty quickly. This is supposed to be the protagonist of the movie. I'm not sure why we're supposed to like him. But anyway, he's around for pretty much the rest of the movie, um, just hoping to get a, a big story out on whatever the hell is going on. There is an interesting dynamic between Roseanne Arquette and Jason Robards. They argue a lot. She feels her father has ruined her life. We never dig terribly deep into it, though. her Her mother was killed. We know that. That could be the whole movie. There, you could you can really dig deep into that. I mean, I. I, I think if, if Hodges, who also wrote the film, focused more on the dynamic between uh, Martha and her father, then this would have been a more effective story. Instead, we have all these other subplots going on with Tom Holse and uh, th- then we have the slowest hitman known to man who's just walking through airports. It's like, uh, uh, half an hour goes by. It's like, what? This guy's still at the airport? Is his flight delayed? Is he ever going to show up? Is he riding Spirit Airlines? Maybe it was Wow. Wow Airlines. Remember them? Now, one big plus is the cinematography. I really like the outdoor locations that they used in this movie. I was trying to think, like, where where could they have filmed this? You know, sometimes they film a lot of these old thriller, horror movies, whatever, in Canada because of the tax breaks, which still exist to this day. A lot of productions will go up to Canada. Of course, the the main stars will be pulled from the U.S., but then the rest of the cast that they'll hire are usually uh, local to Canada. It's a way to save money. But this didn't really look like Canada. And it turns out, it wasn't. It was actually North Carolina, believe it or not. You don't hear too many movies being filmed there. I think they might have done Cabin Fever there. The uh, the original, Eli Roths. I think it might have been there. I like when, um, when these productions go to these obscure states and... You know, just find new locations. I mean, it, it it adds character to the movies instead of, you know, just filming on uh, some generic lot. I don't know. So, I, 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 I do think the scenes where she's... Doing her show, sitting in her psychic chair, interacting with the audience. Those are interesting. The chair itself she sits in is pretty creepy. I think that should have been the poster of the movie. It just should have been that dang chair. That's that's uh that's scary enough. But it's not really a horror movie. There's a couple creepy scenes here and there. But They leave you wanting more. I think the biggest problem with this movie is that it has no idea what it is. It's not cheesy enough to be a B-movie. It's also shot too well. I mean, it could have gone the character drama route, but at the same time, it doesn't dig deep enough into the characters. Then there's just not enough to even classify it as a horror. So in the end, it's just kind of a thriller that lacks a lot of thrilling scenes. (laughs) So Roseanne Arquette is great, but she can't save the movie, unfortunately. In the end, this isn't like a movie that completely angers me. But it's like one of those films where you just kind of shrug when it's over. It's too bad because there's definitely some nuggets in this movie which could have been elaborated on and uh turned into better scenes making it a a more effective movie. So, what can you do? I'm giving it the Abby rating. Not a bad Abby rating, like a good Abby rating. So, 2 stars out of 4. I just can't recommend it to horror fans. But if you're into like psychic mediums and movies about some premonitions, I don't know. Abbey rating, two stars out of four. Black Rainbow, Rosanna Arquette, slowest hitman in the world. That sums up the movie. All right, enjoy the hip hop of the week! Game
2: I heard a white man's yes is a black maybe I was delivered in this world as a crack baby hard for me to pay attention and I act crazy gotta get over from the tip I watch the fat lady sing a song oh how we gorillas in warfare, and I'm the king is calm. they say we dream it wrong. them same strip that them older cats lingered on, now the Walgreens is gone, is kill, things are born, we leaning on a wall that ain't, that ain't stable, it's hard to turn on the hood that made you, to leave we afraid to, the same streets that raise you can aid you, Without the black birds this case too, a rage up in Harlem and the south side, brothers are starving with their mouth wide open, floating across state, got the workout planned so they can move weight, the fate of the black man, woman, and child. Maybe. Maybe They don't, don't want to bring you down No one knows just what's inside Do it open do the town Why they messing with in your mind? Neither the ghetto nor defenders could trap him. The Stones had his back and they'd pad him. He was living a the life they couldn't fathom. College is getting at him with all types of scholarships. Even if he went, they knew he'd leave college quick. For the pros, the one from the hood that was chose. The black rose that grew in the jungle, a humble stud don't have rumble in his blood women all around giving them trouble love you know the love when you up they down because you rap a ball they round your winners they crown dudes in the circle he known for years shared beers and tears, but chose different careers when paper and fame came they know how to react them same studs shot him in the back now that's black me around inside doing dope and doing time why they messing with your mind Black Navy when we talk about Black Navy we talk about situations of people of color and because you are that color you endure obstacles and opposition and not all the time from from other nationalities Sometimes it comes from your own kind Or maybe even your own mind You get judged You get laughed at You get looked at wrong You get cited for not being strong The struggle just being you The struggle just being us Black Navy.
3: My dog blast the gun for my door. Have a nigga family run to the mall. Got an ID, the body, for trying to touch mine. want some bad boy, puffy shit. Fuck shine. Fuck fame, you hear me? Don't try to touch my cold D, my role D, protect them like my old. Yeah. Say never say never, what forever, dog, i am a rock. you watch you plate contemplating, waiting to take a shot at you. It's just me and you plus pistol duty. Cause me just talk and least and we speak. The same dude, the felt the heat, tricks and chalk. We put it down on the block. These Flavor, making statements, indicting extra cases, needing to know they placement. First and firm, never ducking the aim. Forever code defensed, iron fists outfit such a citizen claim. It's easy to be the coldest in life, but can you write your heart in a rhyme? Spit your soul in the mic. this streets talk and the weak fall. The curve the vile the soft, but it never eat balls, With a few others, two brothers and two mothers, in the blaze of our life, I bet it's two of us. Don't try to do some slick shit and die without cause I bet it on your life you won't die without me. we with some finger that crews in multiples of twos, even single suckers Black wrist scientists all day The SK spray make niggas move like Ray, For Ray. the fat funny guy, I drug him like Jackie and Leave him standing in decent ways and needing a breather treatment In the middle of mercies season, I flirt like a church deacon With death, boy, at to my last breath My dog is me and you to them tats on our right cuz We both being true Your knees is my knees, my C's is your C's. One hurt and we both bleed we gon' ride till the wheels fall off Oh God, I wanna kill us off I am when you pop that gap Don't ever doubt that you got my back. We put our life stories in a song Both how we pop nines It's the truth, talking more than just a hotline I got mine, mine is yours, clutch, ready to squeeze My niggas down on they luck, your niggas down on your knees Holler at him, you holler at me I'm down for whatever, forever, however it gotta be In the clubs or the streets, want these doves feel the heat Got snubs for the beef with the love you want trouble with P, then that's trouble with first. We carry weight on our back, that's double this earth. You know where we at, ain't no struggle, and search. Come thug on my turf, leave your blood in the dirt. With the pride of your manhood, I paint the bricks. Living life like a movie, is a gangster strip. With my duty, my co-star, been the truth so far. Two hearts like rice with no all. My dog, is me and you, to them tats on our right, we both be a true. Your knees is my knees, my seeds is your seeds. one hurt and we both bleed. We gon' ride till the wheels fall off, oh God wanna kill us off. I'm up when you pop that gap, don't ever doubt that you got my back. My dog is me and you, to them tats on our right, wish we both be true. Your knees is my knees, my seeds is your seeds. one hurt and we both bleed. We gon' ride till the wheels fall off, oh God wanna kill us off.
4: For the live, we'll start. The place didn't break out like an arsonist Classified to get it in full classic class of killing, if I turn my back and walk That means I'm chilling, got bitches In Mikasa, boiling fresh lobsters, But I don't do the shellfish, I'ma just eat Pasta, turkey, Italian, sauce, and chopped Up kielbasa, doing him from home Like an elite monster, love my onions Diced, real little, White up Got it when it's real brittle Poking your nose is where I go with the capos Eleven let it me the fools, ready to Whack those, I'm half black yo Half oregano, that's half a t- Town, yo, cool heat, I'm from that alley, yo. Static, crushing niggas like aspirins. Commissioner Kelly, I kill your captain. That's word to my bitch that's laid off. That little patch in the pussy word, I ate it all. Team move with hands in the air like off. Hand me a big drink bet I spray it all. Oh my, oh my. Get Watch up, that. Poppy Watcher, Poppy right here, Poppy up. Hey, la Costa Nostra, la Familia, what? violate my family ties and I'm to kill y'all. Via more, damn me a peso, the captain getting your hot sauce of my spirit. Gettios, top Mexican handle with hoes, all my gutter gang crew got border patrols. lights all when I come through, black are or what, two in the holster, my cold name Dow, I walk in the sunset stalking the bow, on boots on my horse name, white boy John, ride the side of that bitch, straight Mexican song ass hanging off the front, don't never look at me wrong, and my heart beat strong like Julio unguzzly, up in the Arizona desert where this chick get ugly, all my Staten Island riders, ride or die honchos get cream all day, leave Ponjos, we both fighting niggas, wrestling with Broncos And my team stay tight like Silver and Tonto Carry along, whip y'all, whip your ass Hard-head Mexican dope, mixed with hash Machete behind though with a rip and a slash Desperado gets me and Ghost back at last Toma, Toma like
5: Imported guns from Cairo, to beat the charge like rhinos. This bitch who's albino. I met her out in shot town when I was out in Greek town ordering gyro. The bad bitch keep the tool in the Bible. With the murder of her rivals. And the pops was against the
4: disciple. He killed about a thousand vice lords, guns and knife wars. The feds came form so slick to
5: the knife board. down in the Nino. And right before he left, he wrote his daughter a memo. Left stacks in a Benzo. It got hot. Niggas selling, giving out the info. He paranoid every 20 seconds out the window. it in the limbo. He spashed on Lorenzo. And smashed him in the Head with his own son's Nintendo. About a week later, the boys came and rushed him. Kicked down the door while he was sleep. They cuffed him. like that the fools good game. Never imagine all the disaster that one good bring. Could bring, should blame the game and I could. It's kill or be killed. how could I refrain? And forever be in debt and that's never a good thing so the pressure for success can put a good strain on a friend you call best and yes it could bring out the worst in every person even the good insane but though we rehearsed it it just ain't the same. When you put the game at age 16 then you mix things like cause, jury and this thing jealousy, ego and pride and this brings it all to a head like a coin. Chip the chain, the root of evil strikes again. This could sting. Now the team got beat between the post and the point. This puts the ring in jeopardy. It's Definitely. Black Republican money I got coming in. Can't turn my back on the hood. I got love for them. Uh,
6: Can't clean my acker for uh, good. Too much thugging them. Nah, Probably under the back of the hood. I'm like, Fuck I feel it. like a black militant taking over the government. Can't turn my back on the hood. Too much love for them. Nah, Can't clean my acker for good. Too much thugging them. Them, probably in the back in the hood I'm like fuck it then I'm back in the hood They like hay knives Blowing on perk, Reflecting on they lives Couple of fat cats Couple of AIs Dreaming to fly shit Instead of them gray skies Gray fives Hate dies Wishing our rain dies Pitch sling pies And niggas they sing why Guess they ain't strong enough To handle their jail time Weak minds Keep trying Follow the street signs I'm standing on the roof Of my building I'm feeling The world when the beef I inhale it Just like an acrobat Ready to hurl myself through the hoops of fire. Sipping 80 proof, bulletproof under my attire. Could it be the forces of darkness? Against hood, angels of good that form street politics. Makes a sweet, honest kid turn illegal for commerce Uh. to get his feet out of them converse that smile like a Black Republican money
5: keep coming in. Can't turn my back on the Uh. hood. I got love for them. Uh. Can't clean my acre for Uh. good.
6: Too much tugging them. Probably in the back of the Uh. hood. I feel like a black militant taking over the government. Can't turn my back on the hood. Hood, too much love for them. Can't clean my act for good. Too much thugging them. Probably in the back of the hood. I'm like, fuck it then.